0: Well, hello, family. How are you guys doing today? You guys allowed me to be myself today, I hope. Is that okay? All right, all right. I promise to have you out in time for the Lions to lose. All right? Any Lions fans in here? <laughs> I said this in the last service. I make a prediction that Jesus will be returned before the Lions go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Oh, I get depressed when I watch them. Anyway, so I try not to watch them. Well, Pastor Dwayne and Jeannie have said they're on vacation. And what Pastor Dwayne said last week is one of the first times that he's going to take a vacation and not preach. So i really like to see that. But he's going to come back on fire. So they, did, they definitely deserve that vacation. I'm excited today because serve servant God who loves me in spite of me, in spite of what I've done, in spite of what I think, God still loves me. Aren't you glad that God loves you in spite of who you are and what you've done in the past? He looks beyond that and loves you anyway? Isn't that a good thing? You know, I wrote a song a while back. It said, at the start of the day, I lift my hands and say, thank you, Lord, for another chance to worship you. Every day you get and every day that you wake up is an opportunity to serve God. Amen. Well, before I get started, I thought I would give you maybe a little bit of update on me. Um, as many of you know, maybe some don't, last March... I was diagnosed with lymphoma, and it's a form of cancer of the lymph nodes, and um, that's a a form of cancer that actually is quite treatable, and so I went a long time with no treatment, not needing treatment, and a few months ago, um, did some testing, found out that there were some abnormalities in my bone marrow, and I needed to start treatment. So I'm actually in the middle of that right now. Maybe some of you know, maybe some of you don't know, Um, and I'm going through that. Everything's going great, though. Well, I'm here today, (laughs) you know, but I serve a God who loves me. I serve a God where nothing is impossible. Do you believe that? He saw me and formed me in my mother's womb. She's here today. And I believe that God still has plans for me. So I'm healed in Jesus' name, and I'm going on in the name of the Lord, right? I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. A good friend of mine, Brian Lowe, you're sitting right there. A survivor of colon cancer, right there. I'm sure there are many stories in here. You know, sometimes we go through, we get through a crossroads in life, and we all go. The Bible says that you will have trouble in this this life, but when we have Jesus, we have hope, and you know, when you come to that crossroads, you have to decide what you're going to do, just like that song. I'm going to either wake up with a good positive attitude or wake up with a negative attitude, so it's a bump in a road, and what do I do with a bump in a road? Step over it, right, and keep going. By the show of hands, how many of you have somebody that's going through something or you're going through something right now? Maybe it's health. Let me see those hands right now. Raise them up. Look at all those hands. But know that God is with them or with you and nothing is impossible with God on your side. Amen. All right. Amen. Well, today I want to talk about bridges and why we need them. You know, you notice I say family a lot when I'm talking about us. Because that's what we are. We're one big family. One of the things I love about Res Life Church is how we embrace all people. Doesn't matter what your background is, what your former church affiliation, your race, your color, your cultural background, your social status, everything in between, we're all welcome here at Res Life Church. One big melting pot. If you look around, we have Caucasian, African American, African, and for the record, those are two different things. All right. I'm African-American, just in case you didn't know that, all right, just to be clear. But we have family members from Ghana, Nigeria, Congo, Liberia, just to name a few. I know of them. I'm sure some of you didn't know that. We also have Asian family members, and we have a large Hispanic community. As a matter of fact, on the other side of the service, every week on the side of the church at 1130, we have a service called Iglesia Vida, and they meet, and the whole service is in Spanish. Isn't that awesome, church? Isn't that something to celebrate? That makes us stronger, amen. Makes us stronger. That's awesome. That's what I love. One of the things I love about this church. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King's message was one of unity and equality. And at Res Life Church, we have a heart for the kingdom, following Pastor Dwayne's vision of valuing everyone and growing stronger as a church to impact the kingdom. So, family, are you ready to impact the kingdom even more? Anybody? All right, well, let's talk about some special family members that we have today. Did you know that? They're our youth, our next gen. They're in the house. Are you guys in the house? Where are my peeps? Where are my peeps? Yeah, those are my peeps. All right, now, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, what I call the next gen is 30 and under. So anyone in this room that's 30 or under, I want you to stand up right now, wherever you are. Stand up, all over the sanctuary, in the balcony, in the back. Stand up, wherever you are. If you're 30 and under, stand up. Look at this. Look at this family. These are our kids. Come on, come on, you can do better than that. These are our kids. Come on. All over in the balcony. I see you. I see you. Give a shout out. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to name a section in the balcony where all these young people sit. Like you remember, remember back in the day, they had the, like the dog pound or something like that. Like, woof, woof, woof. Ooh, ooh. I better not start that I better not start that I hang out with the youth a lot they ask me to come and, and lead um, a lot often uh, in midweek services and I hang out with them I play with them act stupid with them you know those kinds of things where are my kids are my kids in here they better be in here somewhere I saw them last service better be here both services <laughs> anyway let me, let, me, let me go on Let's look at some definitions. Bridge as a noun. A structure carrying a road, a path, a roadway, or canal across a river, ravine, or obstacle. Bridge as a verb. To make a bridge over or across. Bridging a river. Bridge the divisions between two groups. Bridge the generation gap. Now listen, a bridge allows access to two sides or two ends. Because I'm at one end of the bridge, it does me no good unless I take the decision and make the decision to cross that bridge, right? If I just stare at a bridge, it does me no value. Now, a bridge that has two ways on it, that goes both directions, is the most effective bridge you can have. There are many bridges that are one way, but they're not as effective as a bridge that goes both ways. You follow me? Amen. All right. All right. Let's look at a key verse here, 1 Timothy 5, 1 and 2. Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would your own father. Talk to younger men as you would your own brothers. Treat older women as you would your mother, and treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sister's. Now, basically, in this scripture, we're talking about two generations here. We're talking about the next generation and the older generation. So let's go to the first graphic, if you would, first bridge graphic. Now, on one one end of the bridge, we have what's called the next gen, next generation. Now, around this church, one of our pillars is generations. But actually, it's the next gen, which is children and youth. When you look at generations, just the word itself, it it actually describes everyone. But really, one of the pillars of this church is children and youth, which is the next gen. All right. There's a lot of negativity out there regarding the next gen millennials. Some some folks think that millennials is like a bad word. <laughs> you know, millennials are Generation X, Y, Z. This that they're good for nothing. That they have no. That, that they're lazy. They're not going to do anything. All they do is look at their phones. We've heard it all, right? Blah, blah, blah. But you know what I see? I see a next gen that's tenacious, vibrant, bold, smart, caring, fun, God-loving, God-fearing, God-serving, good-looking. You should be good-looking, more good-looking than the last service. Good-looking. Good-looking. Hello, if you want to be good looking. I'm good looking. Because God made me fearfully, wonderfully made, right? I'm made in the image of God, so we're all beautiful. Let me not get off track here. This next gen is on fire and they're world changers. That's who this generation is. That's who we see at Res Life Church. Amen? Amen and amen. On the other side of the bridge, we have what we call the now generation, okay, or the now gen. What is that? Well, that is everyone. That's every generation. You can't have the now generation without the next gen, and you can't have the next generation without the now gen, because we're, as the now gen, it's everyone. It's everybody in this room is a part of the now generation, and we're talking about bridges. We're bridging, we're talking about coming together as a family to impact the kingdom of God, because we're much stronger together. That's what we're talking about here. Can you put up that last graphic of the bridge? See that there? Get a a picture of that graphic. On one end of the bridge, the next generation. On the other end of the bridge, now generation. That's a two-way bridge. Today, we're going to start something new here at ResLive. You know, USA Today published a survey that LifeWay Lifeway Research just conducted. This is what it said. It said, a large number of young adults who frequently attended worship services in high school are dropping out of church. Two-thirds of young people say they dropped and stopped going regularly for at least a year between the ages of 18 and 22. That means the church had a chance to share its message and the value of attending with this group, but it didn't stick. That's a lot of folks saying, no, that's not for me, or it's not for me right now at that young age. Well, family, I'm not believing that for this church right here. I'm not believing that for Res Life Church. As for me in my house, we would serve the Lord. As for Res Life in this church, they will serve the Lord. Amen? So that statistic, I come against that in Jesus' name. If we want to do something significant, then we need to get the generations together, the now gen. It needs to happen now. Not next week, not next year. It needs to happen now. I know sometimes as a young person, you can feel insignificant, but you're never too young to have impact. So I want all the young folks, 30 and under, if you're in here, I want you to repeat after me. Say, I'm never too young to have impact. I mean, I'm talking, I'm hearing a lot from over here. You guys are rowdy and ready to go. <laughs> Loud and proud. I want everyone in this room that's 30 and under to say, the, repeat after me. I'm never too young to have impact. Amen. First Timothy four twelve. Hey, that's okay. Let's clap for that. Never too young to have impact. Tweet that. <laughs> I haven't checked my Twitter account in months. Anyway, First Timothy four twelve. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say and the way you live and your love, your faith. And your purity let's turn to John 6 this is a familiar story of where Jesus feeds the 5,000 the Bible says it's 5,000 men not including women and children so we'd say roughly 15 to 20,000 people so imagine Van Andel Arena downtown all the seats filled and all the floor filled with people that's between 12 and 14,000 people so imagine the Van Andel Arena filled when I read this story After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. So when I read this, I think about being a disciple. And I think about never wanting to say anything with Jesus is around. I'm always going to be in the back of the line. When Jesus is asking questions, I'm like, nope, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. That, 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 just, freaks, that just freaks me out. And here we go, Philip trying to answer the question. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, We would not have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? So there's the doubt right there. Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. After he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. Now, here's a question. Did that little boy have impact? Did that little boy have impact? Listen, I'd be willing to bet that there were a lot more people there that had food. We're talking 15,000, 20,000 people. Imagine Van Andel. So there's probably moms with their little snacks, maybe some kids with some snacks. Maybe not a lot because they needed to feed everyone. But that boy decided to make a difference and said, you know what? It's not much, but here I give it to you. He took the risk. He stepped up. He didn't ask what good is this going to do. As a matter of fact, it was the adults that doubted. It. Isn't it? Sometimes we do that. There's another scripture in the Bible that says if you had childlike faith. But isn't it just like us sometimes? We think we won't make a difference. We don't have what it takes. We're not good enough. We're not good enough to work in the nursery or the youth. Not good enough to be a greeter. I don't have what it takes. I'm not good enough to be a teacher. Not good enough to be in the choir. Well, if you can't sing, don't come. (laughs) Just kidding. We have a place for you somewhere in the back. (laughs) Just kidding. Everybody can come. You're all welcome. One big happy family, right? Oh, we're we're one big happy family. You know, that, that little boy wasn't thinking that. He didn't look at what seemed impossible. He just offered what he had. He made himself available. He brought what was natural to Jesus and let Jesus put a super on it. it, became supernatural. Sometimes that's all we need to do, just be available to start building a bridge. Sometimes we just need to be willing to just say, hey, how you doing? What's up? That's what I did. That's what I do. Um, sometimes it's messy. But what we're, what we're talking about here is building something to impact the kingdom and to go beyond these four walls. Because again, this is the church, the people, and God equipped us to go outside these four walls to impact the world. That's what we're supposed to do, church. We do have some family members here, though, who are heroes. They've been building bridges in the youth area from access all the way down. They've been doing that for a long time. So if you're here, you're an adult volunteer, you've been volunteering, you've been Building a bridge already, making an impact from access all the way down to the nursery. If you're in this room, why don't you stand up right now? Let's rec- we want to recognize you and celebrate you. Where you are, just stand up. We know you're here. Come on, stand up. Stand up. Come on, family members. Let's give them a hand. Thank you for doing that. In the balcony, we see you. You've already been building bridges. But there's a lot more that can be done. You're never too old to have impact. As a matter of fact, now it's your turn. If you're 30 and up and you just stood up, and also if you didn't stand up, you need to stand up. We're going to say this together. I'm never too old to have impact. Come on, say that again. I'm never too old to have impact. Now, the young folks got clapped. Now, we got to clap for them. Come on. So earlier we said I'm never too young to have impact. Now we're saying I'm never too old to have impact. That's the now generation. That's everyone, right? All right. Job 12.12 12 says this. Is not wisdom found among the aged? Does not long life bring understanding? 2 Corinthians 4.16 says this. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Proverbs 20.29 20, one of my favorites. The glory of the young is their strength. The gray hair of the experience is the splendor of the old. I don't have gray hair. <laughs> There's no scripture for having no hair. I still have hair. It's fading, but I have hair. <laughs> Matthew 18, one through 6. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trusts in me to fall into sin... It would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. That freaks me out. That may seem a little morbid, but you know what? That lets you know how serious Jesus was about bridging gaps, about bridging generations. Jesus was serious about that. There are many scriptures that talk about that. Amen and amen. One of the things that Jesus is saying here. As adults, we can't walk around thinking like we know it all. He asks us to be humble and to humble ourselves. If we do that, that's a picture to the young folks of how to conduct themselves. They're watching us. They're watching everything we do. They're watching everything we say. Are we approachable? What do we do when life happens, when things happen to us? They're watching us. One of my favorite sayings is the church needs to set the standard for the world, but they need to do that in everything, especially embracing the next generation. Psalm seventy-one eighteen says this. Now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who come after me. I'll say that again. Psalm 71, 18. Now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power. Repeat after me. Say, power. Say power. power. And let me proclaim your power to this new generation. Say new generation. new generation. That's another N word. Next generation, new generation. Means the same thing. Your mighty miracles to all who come after me. Now there's one more thing I want to say to this next gen. It's not all about you either. All right. I'm going to read this key verse again. In 1 Timothy 5. Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. I'm going to read this slower. Now, what we're talking about here, young men in particular, listen to this. Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. And then to the older men, Talk to younger men as you would to your own brothers. Young women, young ladies, I say our future queens, our future moms, our future brides. Treat older women as you would your mother. And to the older women, treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. What we're talking about here is building healthy bridges. I don't know about you, but I'm excited with what's happening here, but I'm more excited with the opportunity that we have to impact the world because we have the answer for the world, don't we? And it's Jesus. That's the answer. And I'm ready for January 22 2019 to be the beginning of something here that we can transplant beyond these four walls into the world. All right, for the sake of time, I want to make sure we... We do what I want to do here. I'm going to ask, again, those who are 39ers, to all stand wherever you are. The Next gen, just stand up where you are. Team, if you could come up now. Worship team, wherever you are. I think we would all agree that these... These young people are experiencing things that we didn't experience when we were younger. Everything that's out there in the news, all the social media, they can get stuff just like that. How many of you ever experienced with your kids? You're trying to tell them about something or think you know them and they're 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 up there looking and they can find it in five seconds before you even get the words out. They're like, no, that's not right. Actually it's da-da-da-da. It's like, oh. like you can't tell the kids much anymore. But we still have an enemy out there who's trying to grab them and take them because the enemy is scared of every single every single youth in here why because it says in Jeremiah 29 11, that God has plans to prosper you to give you hope in the future not to harm you you know what that means that means God has deposited something in each one of you that the enemy is scared of there's a destiny for every single youth in here do you believe that And the enemy is going to do everything he can to tear that down. He's going to say, you're not worth it. You're no good. You don't have anything to do. You don't have anywhere to go. Your family life is jacked up. Your school life is jacked up. Your friends are jacked up. Everything's jacked up. You look at TV, that's jacked up. Everything is jacked up. So it's easy to fall into that depression. There's a lot of kids going through that right now. We know that. I'm real real good friends with Dan Seaboard. We talk about it all the time. But here at this church, we're going to come together. And the adults in this room, if any of these kids slip through the cracks, it's our responsibility to get them back. Amen? It's our responsibility to do that. These are our kids. So we're going to do two significant things right now, two prayers. If you're standing up right now and you're, you're facing some things. You're going through some stuff. Whether it's at home, whether it's at school, whether it's on your job, doesn't matter what it is. Maybe you just feel, maybe you just feel like crap. We just don't feel good. I'm just going to ask you to come down right now. Come right down here. And we're going to get around you. We're going to pray with you, pray for you, because today we're going to show you that we're for you. Jake, if your leadership team could come on up. Jake and his leadership team, Let's appreciate the youth leadership team here. There's Ben, there's Kendra, there's Jake, there's his wife. All the way from the balcony, if that's you and you're going through some things, I want you to come on down here. We're going to get around you, and we're going to rally around you. We're going to let you know that we care, but most importantly, that God has the answer. All right, I'm going to ask everybody to stand right now. Look at them. They're coming on down. Look at this. Awesome. Coming from the balcony. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Look, we're a family. If you can't come here, where are you going to go? Don't be afraid. It doesn't matter who you came with. It doesn't matter if you're standing next to your friend. This is between you and God. If you're facing something and you need some help, you need some prayer, we just ask you to come down because we're going to be with you. Now, this is one thing I want to do. Something different that we haven't done before. If you're 30 and over, You're an adult here. And you feel compelled to rally around these kids. I just ask you to get out of the aisle and to come down and surround them right now. Wherever you are, I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're in the balcony or in the back. If you're an adult here and you say, You know what? I can pray for them. I can stretch my hands towards them. I can encourage them. Come on right now. Get around these kids. These are our kids. These are our kids. Where's Ben? Come on up, Ben. I need that mic. Oh, I should have in a minute. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. There's still, some, there's still some coming down, some adults and some young people. What this is is a picture of what, the, what it looks like when the body of Christ comes together. The enemy is trembling right now and should be. They're still coming. That's okay. Nothing to be afraid of, nothing to be ashamed of. We're a family. From yeah. the top of their head to the tips of their toes. Holy Spirit, clothe them in you. Yes, Lord, God. you provide every need. You provide every need. Healing yes. healing Healy. in the name of Jesus. Yes. All sickness leaves the body in Jesus' name. In Jesus. Name. Scott Thank you God, Ooh. wow! I feel the spirit moving here. Yes. God, just saturate this place, God, with your peace, presence. Speak peace. and No longer a slave to fear. No, no. The longer a slave to fear. No. All right, the rest of the youth that are here, 30 and under. If you're here and you're not down here, we want everyone else to come down right now. Wherever you are, balcony, back of the back of the room. Come on, flood this place right now. Flood the aisles. Let's make room for. Let's make room for. Just move forward. Look at this church. Look at this. Look at this. 30 and under, get down here. Let's make room for him. Come on, come on. Come on adults, make room, kind of part the seeds. Let him get in. Ooh. Oh, Let him in, let him in, let him in. The enemy has to flee at the sound of the name of Jesus. They're coming from the balcony. Look at that. Look at that. Come on down. We'll wait for you. We'll wait for you. I'll praise you. Ooh, I'll praise you. Ooh, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. 30 and under. Look at this. World changers right here. Mighty, mighty world changers in this room. Oh, my goodness. This is a celebration right here. Heaven's looking down right now and seeing all of this. There's a lot of places that you could be, but you're here. And there's a reason why you're here. Oh, my goodness, look at this. Keep making room. You're going to have to go over on this side. Come out come on over there and then come down here. Oh, my goodness. This is one thing I want to say while they're coming because they're still coming in droves. We have an incredible youth ministry here at this church. My son is 22, my daughter's 18. And I know there are a lot of adults here that have sold into them. And I appreciate that. And that's what I'm talking about. I know them personally. They've sold into my kids when I didn't even know it. They're back there. And adults, we need you. Look at this. We need you. This is something else. This is amazing. Let this be the beginning of a new season here at Res Life Church. That this generation is not good for nothing. This generation is world changers. This generation is going to do something for the kingdom. Listen, if you're not plugged in, I know we're going a little long. If you're not plugged in, you need to get plugged in. We have services for every age and every stage, as Pastor Al always says. We have services for every age. Get plugged in on Wednesday nights and Thursday nights, access. On Wednesday nights, there's services for high school and junior high all the way down. And on Sunday mornings, you need to get plugged in because you can't do it alone. You need peers to come around you. Jake, come on.